Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, the Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! What the hell's going on out here? Everybody's driving out there, nobody's touching. Get driving, everybody! What's up, everybody, and welcome to Average Cheese. I'm Dale Lobel, alongside my co-host and longtime friend Todd Widener, and we are Average Cheese. We offer a unique perspective and entertaining conversation on what we love to talk about more than anything, the 13-time world champion Green Bay Packers. You can talk to us or find us on Twitter at avgcheese, and you can also get a hold of us at email at avgcheese at gmail.com. we got a great show planned for today with a lot to talk about, so sit back, crack a cold one, and join us. So welcome to episode 10 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel, it's Todd Widener. We are back on a shorter window, uh, so we did our last podcast last week. We're not as long in between. We're going to get this one out today so everyone can figure out what the 53 is going to look like. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, I'm a few beers in, so I'm either going to be more interesting or just kind of all over the place. So I'm not really <laughs> sure how this is going <laughs> to play out. <laughs> People will not know whether I've had beers or not most of the time because I'm all over the place regardless. Yeah, what's it like dropping your daughter off at college? It was not as painful as I thought it was going to be. Like, hmm. I'm super excited for her to mm-hmm. go to college and just go ahead and, and be start being an adult. It's different for me because... She's not that far away. She's right. only 45 yeah. minutes away. So if I felt like going to see her or something, I, it's not like she's halfway across the country and I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Yeah, not sad. I, I was a little surprised. I got a little sad when I walked up. Uh, right. But when right. I said goodbye, yeah. it wasn't, wasn't too bad. So, yeah. So a quick update on the swear jar and the uh, amount of money that we are now going to have yeah. to invest and yeah. donate to the Lymphoma Society. We are at $9.50. Okay. We had From one show? No. Oh. We had 31 costs last show, which is $7.75. Plus the other show was $1.75. So we're at $9.50. Plus Tyler they owes. Have, they got to run a script or like an AI that can detect their Side off the sword. column. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend of mine, a teaching friend of mine, who uh, is going to get me a gigantic glass jar. Oh, nice. So we won't have to actually have like it. weird sound effects. I will actually drop a quarter in the jar if I'm thinking about it during the podcast. I will have to Venmo you my portion, <laughs> and then somehow we'll have Figure. to drop them in. Yeah. You can always get, I'll get you a glass jar too or something, or you can go to yeah. the Walmart or something, get a glass jar. So every time you do it, drop a symbolic quarter in. Yeah. That'll so let's work. talk a little football. Yeah. Oh, God. We haven't even going. started the season. I know. Yep. Kamal. How long is he out, out for? It, it, well, the, so the, the, the thing about Kamal was, I guess it was last Sunday's practice. There was no indication of anything being wrong. He wasn't uh, sidelined or anything like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get the news on Monday that he's going in for surgery. And he was in surgery on Tuesday. So it's an MCL. And they're talking, initially the reports were six weeks. Now they're saying six to eight Oh my gosh. So, and this was 
you know, in college at Minnesota, he had injured his right knee. And now this one's the left. Yeah. So you got to start to wonder about. Yeah. Does health. he just have bad knees? Like, is that a structural problem for him with his knees? I didn't find out if his right, his one in college was an MCL. I don't know if that matters or not, but it was a knee. So man, our linebacker depth is just, well, it's really bad. And the one bright spot, like the biggest news of camp was Kamal Martin, right? I mean, Right. He was terrible. the guy that kept showing up, you know, that they were like, oh, Kamal Martin's making plays. And, we, you know, last time we just talked about it on episode nine, how we weren't worried about Oren Burks as much because Kamal Martin had already stepped up and taken his job. And now Oren Burks is going to play. If things stay the way they are on the roster, he's going to have to play. Yeah, but the thing on Burks is, you know, he, he was hurt earlier in that week, in the previous week. Right, undisclosed injury, and and I would have to think if the Packers are reporting an undisclosed injury, it's got to be that pec muscle was like yeah. irritated or something. Pec muscle, being a football player, torn pec, I, I don't know. I really hope the best for the guy, but got to be starting to irritate him or something, flaring up. Well, you know, you hope it isn't the chest right. muscle, but right. I mean, what else could? Well, there's a lot million things it could be. But you just, if it's something that was indisclosed and if you didn't see it happen, like lower leg injuries, you, you tend to see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if there's a practice yeah. or like, oh, so-and-so went down, he's laying on the field, a chest or a shoulder is a little bit different. Yeah. And maybe it was just like a thing where he came off and was like feeling some discomfort and the trainers are just like, you're out, dude. Like you're, you're going to sit down because Could it was be. like, you know, who knows? Well, coming yeah. off of the the Bur- I mean, sorry, coming off the Martin thing, they're probably like, dude, we need to take make sure yeah. that you're not hurt because we do not need another guy going down. You gotta wonder if Goody had his uh, speed dial on Clay Matthews at that point. Yeah, you know we want him here. I I don't understand. Said it all along, we have <laughs> we continuously bring up that Clay Matthews should be a Packer, and I don't know what's going on with Clay Matthews, but I do know that the Packers don't have a ton of depth. Where you know our best linebacker Kirksey is had injury history. I just feel yeah. like man, you gotta do something. Yeah. You gotta do something, and we'll see if they do. And then the other the other injury too was uh, now it's Billy Turner, which is going to be a, a significant uh, um, injury to an already kind of questionable depth at offensive line. I mean, both Wagner yeah. and Turner have been hurt recently, and those are your right tackles. I mean. I never, before Wagner got hurt, I had never heard of Turner moving out to tap. And then he was okay. I mean, he seemed to hold his own out there. So I was like, okay, that's pretty, that's great. You know, if Turner can play, really, you don't care as long as they can play. Like, whoever it is, just go out there and do your job. I, I think the reason he got pushed out there is because uh, guy Taylor just took his job. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor took his job. Sure. I but mean, then so if, there, it's like he's already in, you know, Turner's a returning starter. So where do you put him? You just kind of keep moving him down the line, I guess. I mean, well, I know that LaFleur had talked about just putting the best five out there, you that's know, true. the best five linemen. And now, I mean, Turner's not going to come. He's supposed to be out for at least week one. I thought I heard maybe we was the latest. He's questionable right now. Okay. For week one. So what do you do then? I mean, I know we're going to talk about, you know, positions and stuff in a minute, but d- does Taylor then move out to tackle if Turner and Wagner can't go? Well, I think, I think Wagner is back at practice. So his, his arm okay. issue or whatever, you know, he, he was seen with a brace and he was, I think he sat out a couple of practices, but he, he was back full, fully this week. Okay. Um, 
So I, I would assume that it's going to be Taylor and Wagner on the right side week one. I mean, uh, unless there's like a some type of turnaround with Turner. That's definitely you know, and, and Minnesota just upgraded their defensive line. Right. I mean, seem you, like a great you know time. where you know which side of the line they're going to be coming on. Oh God, they're right? going to just load that right side up with the Packer line and just come at them. That's that's going to happen for sure. I saw that the the Vikings also have like line issues. Like they weren't going to bring Riley Rife back, which yep. puts a scrub out there. So it could just be sacks on both sides. No offense. They get the third down and it's just like a super technical play that you called right. And then Rodgers and, and Cousins just get smashed and yeah. get killed. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is going to have to contribute, obviously. You probably see a lot of him on the field before they kind of figure out what the hell's going on with the right tackle position. I would say so. Uh-huh. Yeah, you'll see a lot of him on that right side, making sure that uh, Rogers not getting killed. Yeah. So what else has happened in camp? I've seen some stuff on Josh Jackson. You know, it, it's kind of the typical Josh Jackson camp where there's flashes of greatness. There's and then there's like these just kind of like people are just scratching their head, going, "Oh my god!" You know. Um, so he's he's taken a, a few steps back, but Petten this week was quoted as saying that he's going to see significant minutes. So, I mean, that, that means he's definitely got a roster spot. Right. But the thing about Jackson is that he isn't a versatile DB, right? I mean, he's only able to really be successful in certain sets. In Petten's defense, it's going to be the dime where he can uh, actually contribute. But anything outside of that is where he starts to really slip. Yeah, we did talk about last time that Josh is – Josh, like I know him personally. <laughs> First name basis, Josh, that Jackson is going to be just on the outside. Uh-huh. Like he's just going to play on the outside where he's comfortable. And that's fine. I mean, if King is versatile enough to play in the slot when they play nickel and dime, then that's where you move him. I mean, there's other guys too, but I'm just saying, like, you want to keep your best guys on the field. And if Jackson is going to play the outside, you'd feel like King would play, you know, in the slot somewhere. Related to that, there was, you know, most of the news coming out of there is that Sullivan is going to be that nickel back. And he's played well in camp. Like, that's a a name that's come out a couple times. I've heard his name mentioned. So hopefully he can play. We'll talk about these guys a little bit when we go through the 53. Plus 16, if we get to the 16. The other thing, too, is a, um, kind of the not so much news coming out of camp is Jay Sternberger. There was a lot of hype around him. He's going to be the number one. You know, we, we even talked about it on previous shows about uh, his upside, about the opportunity that, he's, uh, that he has this year. And it's just been, he's just been very quiet. I mean, very, very quiet camp so far. And all the news is Tanya. I had heard, I was, I was listening to an interview with the uh, tight ends coach, who I should know the name of, but it escapes me right now. That was basically saying that Sternberger, he's not confident in his technique, where his technique really? is very up and down. He didn't say Sternberger like by name, right. but I was, right. they, they, he had talked about Tanya, and then he was talking about Tanya in a positive way. And then later on, he was talking in general, but I right, felt like he was right. talking about Sternberger. He just doesn't have the, the full, you know, like versatile tight end uh, skill set, maybe. Maybe he's, instead of having multiple dimensions, he's only got like maybe a couple mm-hmm. to him, you know, catch, pass catching ability, but, you know, who knows. But well, yeah, then, he's, he's been very quiet. 
maybe the maybe the Deguara, uh draft yeah. makes more sense now. Maybe the, that's what they were seeing in camp last year, and they're like, this this guy's not going to be a player. You know what I mean? Like if uh, yeah, who knows? So the Packers hosted a, a wide receiver today. Oh, who? Uh, his name is Chester Rogers. So I had never heard of Chester Rogers, so I had to look him up. He does not run a four nine forty forty like Malik Turner, so that's good. Uh, he's been in the league for a while, and I will just say that I just wow. don't I don't get it this at this point. I really if you're not on a roster, I just don't believe you can play. I, I don't understand it. Uh, he ran a four four nine forty from Grambling State. He played with the Colts for a couple of years. Uh, he was not drafted in mm. uh, 2016. He spent a little time with the Colts. He had a pretty decent not want to say decent year, but his best year was in 2018. So he's just another guy. Like, uh, what's the why? You know, like, why are they bringing this guy in, like, a day or two before the 53? Yeah, I don't know. What's the point? No clue. It's almost like, okay, we don't have enough guys to run routes today. And like, uh, I don't well, know, somebody's tired. <laughs> we just need a guy I, to catch passes. For yeah, I, I mean, I would think, like, too, is, like, isn't he taking reps from guys that need him? Yeah. Like, what's the point of getting this fucking guy? I don't know. Again, no one knows who the hell he is. Right. I just don't get it. Like, we're working out, guys. Maybe when the 53, after Saturday, then you look at the rosters and go, well, this guy might be a player. But there's so many guys on, on rosters right now that if you're not playing. So, sort of related to Packer news, Alvin Kamara's had some, I don't want to call it drama, but he's had some, you know, run-ins. They've been trying to figure out what they're going to do with him. He didn't really hold out, but he's, you know, has been talking to New Orleans about a contract extension. And I, I just wonder what that means for Aaron Jones. You know, like we're starting to see guys. Joe Mixon uh, signed yeah. an extension with the Bengals for around that $12 million number. That is really looking like the number. Henry, now Mixon. Mixon has had a similar career to Aaron Jones. He didn't have mm-hmm. the 20 touchdowns, but he also plays with Cincinnati. So right. you don't have the line there. But it's a similar player. I, I think that's what the Packers are going to have to pay for Aaron Jones, $12 million. And I wonder if Kamara thinks he's like in the Christian McCaffrey mold because I, Kamara's not going to, you know, he's not going to touch the ball in every play. He's not going to be that guy that gets 25 carries a game. He's more of that versatile, can do more things back like a McCaffrey. Uh, I'd say that Jones is probably more of a runner, more between the tackles guy than Kamara, but they're similar. Yeah. Well, I think Jones too has just got his pass catching ability is uh, right up there with uh, probably McCaffrey. I would say so. And I think Kamara's in that conversation too. I just I get why he would I get why he'd start worrying about money. Isn't he banged up last year? Kamara. Kamara is not played sixteen games if I if I'm a hundred percent. I can look him up, but I am almost positive he has had some injury yeah. injury issues as well. So it's like huh. Just depends you worry about, wonder about his dependability. Like, right, and running backs don't stay healthy, period. Like, they are they get hurt a lot. That's how it works. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a real risk to sign a running back to a big contract because they likely are not going to stay healthy for the entire time. I mean, I'm probably leading with my heart, but I just think, like, there, there's an Aaron Jones – that comes along pretty much in a blue moon with the Packers. I mean, I, I think you just got to get that guy. I just love the guy. I'm a huge fan. So, I mean, 
Right. He's a good dude. On top of being a great yeah. player, he's a good dude. And that, that doesn't always come around. No, for sure. Yeah. So I'm looking at Alvin Kamara. He played in all, the 17, all 16 games in 2017. He played in 15 games in 2018. He played in 14 games in 2019. But he only started nine games last year. So that he only had, he had 170 carries for 797 yards. Like, it's not like he ran for. And now he's demanding all kinds of. Yeah. 12 And he catches million. the ball, right? Like, he's, yeah. he's that guy. But Whatever. I don't know. He's not a workhorse. I, I don't know. But I just think it's relevant. Him and Mixon signing, or Mixon signing, and then Kamara starting to hold on. It's all. Those are all the same type guys. And then you got Dalvin Cook. I don't even know. Still, we bring that up almost every show. Like, what the hell is going on with that guy? Yeah, he reports. He, you know, he's in camp. He said he wasn't going to hold out, and he's just going to let it play out and see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if the Vikings don't do well, like how disgruntled he becomes. But yeah. Yeah, as of today, he's in camp doing the things he needs to do. So week one, we will actually have to face Dalvin Cook, which I didn't yeah. think we would we would have earlier. Kirk Cousins, if I die, I die. Kirk Cousins, right. What the hell? What an, what an absolute idiot that guy is. Right. He is just, man. I mean, yeah. It, it all kind of is, you know, a Vikings quarterback. I have nothing more to say. I mean, it's just. It's interesting you say that. Yeah, the whole if I die, I die thing. So we were, uh, my son and I were talking the other day in the kitchen he's like uh, what do you think about athletes and like entertainers and stuff having an opinion on stuff and I did say and we had talked about it earlier like there's a ton of influence athletes have a ton of influence they have lots of followers and you know how the world is now everybody yeah. believes stuff they see on Instagram or on Twitter so it's it's kind of dangerous for Kirk Cousins to come out and say stuff like that yeah. I, I mean kids listen to you kids follow you and shit adults are stupid as fuck sometimes and they also yeah. are listening to you so there's ting ting there's two quarters in the jar ten dollars <laughs> yeah i just think it's dangerous i think it's stupid and he is a complete moron and thank god he is the quarterback uh, yeah, i can't wait till zadaria smith just puts puts the top of his helmet right in his ear hole in game yeah. one right that i will look forward to so let's get on to the yep. The, the 53. Yeah, the block. You want to start? Why don't you start with quarterbacks? We'll go like position by position. Right. So this is going to be the 53. Um, position by position, who we think is going to be going to make the final cut for the 53. And we'll just kind of go down the line and see, see where, um, you know, we'll talk about who the starter is, who the second uh, string is, who the possible third string is. So with quarterback, I, I don't think there's any, any, um, any debating this one, it's going to be Rogers, Boyle, Love. Right, in that uh, order. Yeah, in that order. Um, I think before the season, I think a lot of people were thinking that they, they might keep two. This is before Love was actually drafted um, because right. I think they only kept, I think it was just Rogers and Boyle last Boyle. year. So, but I don't think there's any debate in the quarterback position. It's going to be Rogers, Boyle, and uh, Love. Running back, it's going to be Jones. ESPN has Dylan listed next. And then Williams. Mm. Um, yeah. On the depth chart, if you go on ESPN. Um, I, I'm, I'm still sticking with Williams. So I'm going Jones, Williams, Dylan, because he's a rookie. He hasn't had any reps as a pro. That, mm -hmm. that would not be 
a good decision to like be giving him reps over Williams in the first couple of games or whatever. Um, and then the fourth one, I, I I'm listing Urban as a running back. Okay. So you um, think it's going to be Jones, Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon, and Tyler Irvin. Those are the four running backs that are going to make the roster. Correct. Okay. Yep. So I, I don't, I, that's not where I went with this. Uh, clearly Aaron Jones is going to make the roster unless they deal Jones or Williams before, you know, by tomorrow. That's those are the top two for me. AJ Dillon is the third running back. I still think that he's not ready for prime time. I think that he will get more carries than I originally thought when they were, when he was drafted, but I don't think he's significant. I think he's a five, five carries a game. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Tyler Irvin is going to be kept on the rock. He will show up as a running back on the roster, but I didn't include him in the running back group. Uh, I do think that Dexter Williams is going to make the team. And I think Dexter Williams is going to make the team because I think that the Packers understand that either Williams or Jones is, or both are going to be gone after this year. And they need a little bit of veteran help in the running back room. Patrick Taylor, he's been hurt. He hasn't practiced at all. He's going to go on IR, I think. I think the Packers will stash him away on IR. And then the Packers had that John Lovett, uh, that quarterback, fullback fullback guy that was from Princeton. I don't think Lovett makes the roster. I think he's too much like DeGuara. uh, And I think he will be put on the practice squad. I know the Packers snatched him off of a practice squad. Yep. I think that's where he will get stashed. I think they will try to keep him around and he'll go he'll be one of the 16 that makes the practice squad. I would agree with that, but I, I disagree that Dexter Williams is going to make it. So we think there'll be three quarterbacks. I got to try to keep the math in my head. There's going to be three quarterbacks. We both think there's going to be four running backs, even though yeah. we disagree on who they're going to be. Yeah. Um, so I will keep her. I'll talk. So I'll just go with wide receivers. I think it's going to be Adams, clearly. I think Lazard is now your number two, now that mm-hmm. Funches isn't around. MVS makes the roster, so it's Adams, Lazard, MVS. I think St. Brown, only because Funches is no longer going to play this season. Uh, you haven't heard much from St. Brown. I, I don't, I'm yeah, not real he's confident. Been real quiet. Really quiet. I think Kumaro makes the roster also. And I think your guy Begleton is, gets – I think he gets put on the practice squad. So I yep. think Tyler Irvin – so we will hold six receivers if I count Irvin as a, a wide receiver. Okay, so you're putting Irvin at receiver and you're putting Dexter Williams in – As a running back, okay. right. So, again, it's, okay. I think it's going to be Adams, Lazard, MVS, St. Brown, Kumaro, and Irvin. I don't think Begleton makes it – there. Uh, I don't think that Shepard makes it either. I think Shepard became expendable when Tyler Irvin made the roster and started yeah. doing things on special teams. Um, I'm going Turner. with my guy, man. I, I was reaching out to, to Begleton at, at like our first show, man. I'm, I'm sticking with him. I, I, I'm saying he's, he's a 53. So maybe if that fool would have came on the show, I would have yeah. had more love could've for him. him. Could have given him some. Uh, yeah, some good average cheese mojo yeah. or something. Well, I, I think he's a good player, but again, he's one of those guys too, where it's like, hmm, haven't really yeah. seen much from him. The 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 issue, you know, and I'm still gonna stick with him because I'm gonna lead with my heart here. Um, but the the thing with him is he has zero NFL experience, 
So and you need, then you have Malik Taylor and you have some uh, Darius Shepard and some of these guys that could, you know, uh, it's going to be tough. But I, I really hope he makes it like his story. Me too. Like I want Reggie Begleton to make the roster, but if you don't hear about him day after day after day after day in camp, you know, it's a struggle. I mean, the CFL, they do a lot of things different. It's a much bigger field. So, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's more room. So does he have to catch contested balls? Mm, I don't know. I think they will try to keep him around as one of the 16, though. Um, will he be like a deer in headlights when he actually steps foot onto an NFL field instead of, like, competition-wise? It's just going to be, like, mind-blowing. So. Well, right. He went from Lamar, where he was the man, <laughs> right? Right. right. To the, basically to the CFL, where, again, the talent level isn't as high. Right. Some of the, you know, you can get a buy on pure talent in the CFL. So who knows? I, I just don't. But think hey, he, he has he has stuck around. He has he, he's made it. I mean, there's got to be something there. So I'm I'm still with you, Reggie. And we're All still right. waiting for your interview on the show. By the way, right? If you make the roster, you should come on our show. Yeah, it's the average cheese mojo that got you on the 53. Even though I thought you were going to be cut. <laughs> I'll let Todd do the interview. <laughs> he can have the all positive interview with your guy, and I'll just wait for you to send it to me. So. On to tight end. I think there's no questions here. And, and I went in the order, too. And based on the reports coming out of camp, I actually put Tanya as uh, the number one. And then I put Sternberger, Degora, and Lewis. Now, how those – it's definitely going to be four, and it's definitely going to be these four people – um, the order will it remains to be seen, but uh, do you have anything against that or? No, I, I think Tanyan is the guy right now. Yeah. Tanyan, Sturdberger, DeGuara, and, and Lewis, the four, the order of it doesn't make any difference because we know what Mercedes Lewis role right. is. And, you know, he'll come in when they need guys smashed in the mouth. Right. Yep. When you're looking for a different look, then you'll get those other three guys. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what DeGuaro does. You know, I haven't heard a whole lot about him either. Um, but does he come out of the backfield? You know, does he move around? Is he going to play that H-back role with the Packers? I, I think he is. I hope he does because I think that gives us a little bit of, you know, there's something there that the defense has got to look at. A little bit yeah. of motion would be nice. Uh, I don't think that Tanyan and Sternberger are really H-back guys. I think they're more traditional no. tight ends. Yeah. but. Tanyan is okay. He's actually lined up in a slot in his career, so you can see him out there a little bit. But Sternberger, I think, is going to play tight end. Lewis is going to play pretty traditional tight end role. And that's why there's – DeGore is the reason there won't be a fullback on the squad. Right. That's why I think Lovett will make the roster. Left tackle. No question. It's Bakhtiari. Mm-hmm. And I got Leglu as his backup, and that's it. I mean, okay. there's – you know, with the, with the offensive line, a lot of these guys can be interchangeable. So I don't want to say that there's nobody backing up like Lou because there's a bunch of guys that can kind of shift around. So let's but, talk about both tackles at the same time. Maybe okay. that maybe that'll yeah, keep maybe, it better. Yeah, that'll be. So you think left tackle Bobatiar is the best left, one of the best left tackles in the game? So clearly yeah. he makes the roster. You think Leglu is going to is going to back him up at left tackle? And then on the on the other side, because of the injury stuff, Wagner is going to start at right tackle on I, week I one. Do, I, Right now, with all the news and reports that are coming out, I'm going to say that it's going to be Wagner. Okay. They paid the guy. They brought him in. I mean, if Turner wouldn't have gotten hurt, I think Wagner was going to get cut. That that really? was where I was going. Yes. When I started doing the 53, is, that's is what light, I thought. Is light better than Wagner? 
No, but he's significantly <laughs> cheaper. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. always a it's, Would it's they always get that an back, issue. though? Isn't well, they signed Wagner to like two years? Yes, and, and there would be a cap hit, but they, they would it wouldn't be significant. Um, you know, it, I had it up. Fuck, I need to stop doing that. There's a ting. There's another quarter in the jar. Um, I had it. I had it up. That the cap hit on Wagner, I want to say, was like mm, a million, something like that. But it was. It, I'm gonna look them up. So the save the cap savings would actually be a million three. So I thought it would be light because light is a tiny drop in the bucket. You know, when yeah. it comes to salary yeah. compared to what Wagner has, but I think because you are contending for a Super Bowl, you keep him now. Now that Turner is banged up a little bit, I think you keep him. So I think tackles are going to be Bakhtiari, Wagner. I think Turner is there and Light. I think Lagu yeah. gets cut or practice squatted. I I think that he that he could probably safely be put on the practice squad. It's not like. There aren't going to be teams that are clamoring all over for the glue. It's no. just not going to happen. And who's so, that one guy that they caught that like six foot eight dude. That's like still a free agent. Veldi? No. Yeah. Yeah. Veldi here. here. I think that he might be. So if that happens and I would like to see that happen, then light would go. Right. So then you go oh, Wagner, yeah. Turner, Bakhtiari and Veld here. Right. I'm all over that guy. I mean, I think that he, he's better than light. I think he's better than the glue. Uh, and he wants to play still, like we had talked about. Yeah. I- I'm all in for him. But for right now, if we're just looking at the guys that are on the roster, you know, I can't really take him into consideration. So so guards. Let's look at guards. The left side is clearly Elkin Jake Jenkins, yeah. right? I mean, that's, there's shot. no question Absolutely. about that. Yeah. Uh, then you got Lucas Patrick uh, backing him up. Runyon, I've heard, like, good and bad things about. One day they're talking about him like he did some good things, and the next day it's like, hmm, what's yeah. going on there? I do think he makes the roster because I think I he can too. play guard, and if at the worst, worst, worst-case scenario, he could move to tackle. And, and, and again, like, with, with uh, three of those rookies who we think are going to be on this uh, offensive line in backup roles, it's, it's all going to be about development for these guys. Right. I think Runyon makes a team. Yeah. Uh, On the other side, so Lane Taylor, like you said last week, has had a crazy good camp. He has opened up things for Turner to go outside and play tackle if we need. So Taylor and Turner for sure. Um, I think that they will put Stepaniak on IR because of his knee injury. I think he will will end up spending the entire year on IR. I think it's a way to – keep him on the roster, but not have to expose him to a practice squad right. and, and keep a spot there. So I think it's going to be Jenkins, Patrick, Taylor, and Turner. I think those are the four guys they keep for sure. I think there are some other options at guard, younger guys. I think that uh, Zach Johnson is going to make the team. He's a oh, really? yeah, I think he makes it only because of they need depth. And I think Zach Johnson, because his number is so small, is one of those guys. And maybe – I could also see him making the 55. You know how they have that expanded yeah. the day roster for COVID. I think that he might be one of those guys that like, he's that guy that bounces between right. week, you know, week in and week out. What about well, center? Well, that's easy. I mean, it's Lindsay, you know, Patrick is obviously going to be the backup there. Um, and then, you know, Hanson is, you know, played center in Oregon. 
Um, he's, he's the up and coming, uh, hopefully heir apparent to Lindsay, who's going to be probably out the door after this season. So, uh, so I think the Packers will keep two centers. I think that they will keep Lindsley and Lucas Patrick. I think Hanson's going to get caught. Really? Yeah. I, I just hmm. haven't seen anything from him. I've not, I've tried to look like on the internet and see like, what, what are people saying about him? And there isn't anything. It really is no. just nothing. Well, I mean, I, I, go ahead. I have Patrick listed at, at guard and center. So they're sure. kind of inter- interchangeable, but I think the backup to Lindsay is Hanson. But, but I think situationally, I think if game one against the, the Vikings and Lindsay goes down, if Patrick's coming in. For sure. Down. For sure. It's not going to be Hanson, for God's sakes. You no. can't have a rookie center in there. He will get no. obliterated. He will know none of the line calls. Yeah. It will be a complete disaster. Huh. Okay, so, so if I look Hanson. at that, I've, so I'm just going back through it. We have three quarterbacks. We both have four running backs. We both have six receivers, just different names. Uh, we both have – I think you have five guards, don't you? Or you have six. You have six guards and yeah. then two centers, really, because yeah, cause Patrick, Patrick is. is doing double duty there. Yeah. Um, I don't have that many guys. So right now I have uh, four guards, and I have essentially one center. So I came okay. out with 28 for offense. On the offensive side? Yeah. Okay. All right. On to, defense. to defense. Go yeah. ahead. Do it. Um, well, let's just start off with. Uh, we'll start off on the left defensive end. And again, I'm leading with my heart and uh, motivation. But uh, I've got Garvin starting over Lowry just because I'm not very big on Lowry or Lancaster. Um, and Garvin has shown. And you know, if, if there's probably the top three candidates uh, who've had outstanding camps, I think he's in that conversation of the top three. And is he a rookie? Yeah. Is he light in the pants compared to Lowry? Yes. Um, is he more athletic and can kind of give you a different look? Absolutely. Uh-huh. So, My God, I hope. I don't so. know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just just because I'm so Lowry and Lancaster are just not two of my favorite uh, two of my favorite guys. So I, I put Garvin and then I put Lowry behind him. I don't know about the order of that. I, I don't think that Garvin starts over Lowry, but I think both of those guys make, guys make the roster for sure. Yeah. Only because there aren't any real options, right? Right. I, I just not don't think point. so. Uh, I'd like well, to see either Lowry or Lancaster get cut. And salary-wise, <laughs> it might actually help because, you know, there's going to be some cap number issues, especially for next year. I, I mean, the thing do. about those two uh, – well, I mean, for, for defensive end, I've got Garvin and Kiki because I don't like Lancaster. <laughs> I, I have those guys starting – and then I got Lowry and Lancaster backing those backing up. taking up. You know, you know, we talked about this on earlier shows too. It's like, would it make sense to put Gary in there at a deep defensive end? To me, it does. Down. He's 270, you know, he's probably 280. Right. You know, I mean, crazy athletic skill off the fucking chart. Yeah. And, yeah. But I mean... It, is he better? Is is Gary better than those four with his hand down? A hundred percent, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, a hundred percent. But but what I don't want to see because he's not three ten or three twenty, and you know, defensive ends in a three four, they're not there to rush the passer as much. Right. Do you know what I mean they're there to clog up space and let let the linebackers and the athletic guys make plays on passing downs? 
I think that Rashawn Gary is the best option at defensive end, whether it's left or right. I don't care which one it is. I think he needs to play with his hand down on passing situations. Yeah, and maybe Pettin's going to throw that look out there. A lot of options there to, to kind of mix around. but For sure. On to linebacker. Okay, so let's talk about the nose tackles before we move on. What do you think is going to happen there? I mean, there's no question. It's Clark, right? And I think his backup is going to be Montrevious Adams, even though he's kind of banged up like he kind of always is. I think he's the next best option. So I looked at it too. I don't think that's how it's going to work. Kenny Clark clearly is going to start at nose tackle, right? Well, of course he is. He just got a huge contract. He's the best player there. He's one of the best, probably top three in the league. So he plays. I think they're going to cut Montrevious Adams. Hmm. I think it's going to be, they're going to bring in, and I don't even know how to say his name right, Wellington Prevalon, the rookie out of Rutgers. Now, granted, he has not done much. I just think that it – I think that there, it, the Montrevious Adams show is just over. Like, it's it's time for you to go. You didn't show anything. This is year, what, three for him? He's always hurt. Yeah, he's shown nothing. I think he gets – Off the field issues. Yeah, right. <clears throat> like that, I forgot about that, but that's part of it too. I just don't think he makes the roster. I think that there's too many question marks there. He's not consistent. He's never done much. He hasn't shown it, so I think he's he's gone. I think Montrevious sure. Adams is cut. Linebackers. Uh, I think the starters, uh, starting with outside linebacker, uh, Zadarius Smith, no question, pro bowler. Um, with the inside linebackers, obviously it's going to be Kirksey. Um, and then the next one, you know, which would have been, I think, uh, Kamal Martin. I think Burks is the next one up in line. Um, and the, at the other one is obviously Preston Smith. Backing all those up in order, I would say it's going to be obviously Gary. You know, I, I think Gary is, you know, he, he may be second string to the Smith brothers, but I, I honestly think it's going to be, he's going to be their, their breather, right? He's going to come in and, and, and give these guys a rest. He's going to get significant double, if not maybe triple the, the reps that he had last year. Behind Kirksey, I've got Summers. I think Summers makes the squad. There's still a lot of questions around Ty Summers. I, I just, again, like I, I've said this about a lot of players. He's having a typical Ty Summers camp. There's flashes of like, oh, wow, look at this. And then when it becomes game time, it's a completely different uh, scenario. I do have uh, Martin in there. Obviously, Mar- they're going to keep Martin on the squad, obviously. Um, so he's interchangeable with, with Burks. And then I have the uh, Tim Williams, which I've heard a lot about. Um, don't know a lot about the guy, but I've heard a lot of good things about him coming out of camp. I've got him uh, backing up uh, Preston Smith. So you see, you see there's going to be eight, eight linebackers. Eight linebackers, yeah. So, uh, I mean, again, like you said, the, the first four are no-brainers. Yeah. Smith, yeah. Smith, Kirksey, and then Martin or Burks. Clearly it's going to be Burks in week one without yeah. uh, Martin being around. Uh, Gary – <laughs> Right. I mean, they're talking eight weeks. So you're not going to see Martin until mid-November. Yeah. Right, right. Start seeing some Hunter, Hunter Orange maybe in the stands. So clearly that opens up for, for Summers, right? Summers has to make the roster because he's a oh, yeah. linebacker, right? Gary, I have also as a linebacker, even though we talked about him playing with his hand down, I have him on the roster as a linebacker. 
I think Tim Williams makes a team too. I wonder if Curtis Bolton, who played was with the Packers last year, I wonder if he will go on IR or be on that pup list or whatever. Right. I feel like they got to keep some kind of depth, like in house, in case something yeah. goes wrong there. Uh, I think that also. I think someone will, you know, sneak in there. It might be Delonte Scott. I don't. Uh, I think that one guy that's going to make the roster that surprises you. I think it will be at this position. I think the Packers will be a little bit scared with the depth issues that they have, and they'll keep a guy. I stacked it with eight is because I mean these guys are always you gotta build those special teams too. Coverage. Right and I mean, right and those guys are, are great guys have, Well, they're tacklers. Right? right, they're natural tacklers. So. Right. You got to have some of these bigger dudes that can lay some lay some uh, helmet on some on some guys, and then you need the speed guys too. So you always got to get a ton of like DBs in reserve. So let's move on to safety, the safety safety position. Yep. Uh, Safeties. I mean, for starters, for strong safety, I've got Adrian Amos, and you know, free safety is savage. Those are no brainers. Right. Backing up Amos. Um, I have green now. I have seen some stuff, some articles coming out where they're talking about Raven Green moving <laughs> in front of Burks or play linebacker. Or, yes, yeah, playing linebacker. I mean, if you've seen that guy, that dude is jacked. Yeah, Raven Green is a is he's a an man. oversized safety for sure. Oh yeah, he's All a right. big dude. Yeah, he doesn't shy away from the weight room, let's just say. Yeah, so I do have him there at strong safety uh, on my chart just to get to the 53. Um, and then at free safety, I've got Will Redman, whose you know, names come up a lot of times. He's got yeah. some experience with the Packers, so I think he's a, a good fit there. Good player. Yeah. Uh, mine is not significantly different than that. The only thing I add to that is I think that um, – I thought Henry Black would make the roster as an undrafted free agent. He will. He will not. I think Vernon Scott does, though. I think so. I agree. Clearly, it's Amos and Savage. Green, I think, because he's going to play a little linebacker. I think they will keep a fifth safety. I also think that Redmond will make the team, but I think Vernon Scott will make the team as well at the safety spot. So I have five guys there at safety. I, I think Henry Black maybe will be on the practice squad. I feel like he's a guy that you would try to develop because I think he can play. So I think he'll, you know, he will make the team, but he'll be one of the 16. Did we get to the, we didn't get to the corners. Oh, I'm sorry. I brushed right over him. That's an important group. Uh, Obviously it's Alexander and King. Right. And, um, uh, and and I think we talked about this uh, earlier, but, uh, you know, Sullivan's going to back up Alexander and or coming in on, on the nickel package. Um, and then Josh Jackson. Okay, so you think we'll keep four? I think four. Okay, so this is where we differ a little bit too. I, I think that they will keep more cornerbacks than this. So clearly it's your starters, right? It's King. It's the guys that you expect. It's Jackson. I, I agree that both those guys are clearly going to make the team. Alexander is a great player. Shannon Sullivan makes it uh, makes a team as a corner, but I think that Stanford Samuels will make the team. Will make the roster also, and I think Will Sunderland was, will also make the roster. So I think they will keep. They will be three deep at both of those positions. I have more guys on the defensive side of the okay. ball than you than you, and you have more guys on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I think we differed in the. Uh, I stacked the offensive line, and you stacked the DBs. Right. 
which so, really on my end makes no sense because we have such depth issues there. I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that they, what's his name? Josh, like Neiman. Oh, or yeah, I, mean, I have him being a uh, practice squad. Yeah. Same here. And I wonder if he is not one of those guys that is activated on game days. Yeah. You know, to, to, oh, yeah. to add to the roster. So, Definitely a bubble guy. Yeah. Scott and Bradley, so. Right. I mean, you don't cut the long snapper uh, or the kicker or the punter. So those three guys are definitely definitely in the mix there. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. It's going to be a really interesting morning. So I will put I will put this on the Twitter feed. I will put your list and my list on the Twitter feed later okay. on yeah. tonight. And we're, you know where we differ. We're, we're pretty consistent on what we think is going to happen. I mean, I, there's going to be a couple of shockers probably. I just don't know where they can be. Do you know what I mean? Like usually yeah. there's one guy that gets cut and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But because the, the places where I thought guys were going to get cut are now places where we have zero depth, I think that changes the roster significantly. I think the, one, the big questions um, are going to be wide receiver. There's going to be no big surprises, but there's going to be a, a, a bit of a shuffling of the deck at uh, offensive line, specifically in the right, right side. Sure. Defensively, there's, there's not a whole lot of surprises here. They're, they're so stacked at defensive back. I mean, a lot of these guys are just going to be interchangeable. Right. So I, I don't know. I could, you know, if if it's me, I mean, I'm not big on Lowry and Lancaster. Obviously, right. I know they're big bodies that you just have to like. They they plug holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it, but it's just that San Francisco NFC Championship game just really sticks out in my memory, and I just can't I can't get over it. So. But they didn't address it either. To be fair, they didn't. No, they didn't. They what do you do? You know, yeah. those are the clowns you're, we're stuck with. Yeah. Is so, that all we got? I think so. Yeah, we got we got to get this show out before yeah. Saturday morning. So, yeah. we'll cut it off there. Sounds well, thanks good. for doing this, sir. Have yeah, a man. wonderful evening. Yep, you too. Go pack, go. Go pack, go.